And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here to have yet another conversation I'm hoping helps your business grow. So... So many of you that listen to the show regularly know that I love storytelling. I love the story brand. I love messaging. I love fact shaping and trying to figure out the best way to say anything. That said, most startup founders and entrepreneurs aren't that great at business storytelling. They're not that great at messaging, and that's okay because that's part of what we're going to talk about today. I want to try to demystify some of that. Now, before I get into the person that I'm going to have a conversation about that with today, I need to let you know that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Now, with me today, I have another person from the software industry, someone that helps dreams come true, helps build software. With me today, I've got Michael Giorgio. Michael's the co-founder of Imaginovation, and you can scroll down to the show notes and click the link and learn more about what they do. He's also a podcast host at Tales from the Pros. Michael, welcome to Startup Hustle. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So let's, let's, let's chat. Let's get this going. <laughs> Well, it, it, you know, any good story and any business story or really story in general, whether it's about a business, whether it's about a person, it's a Hollywood story, any of that. I mentioned loving the story brand approach to things, and we'll talk a little more about that. We got to get the character's backstory. So what's yours? Yeah, so I'll start from, uh, let's start about the inception of Imagine Ovation. That was really the start of my career. Um, I haven't really had the pleasure of working under anyone before. Maybe before I did my, uh, my master's degree, I was working for a year as a, as a consultant. But other than that, I've uh, pretty much been self-employed. And, um, you know, we started Imagine Ovation in 2011. So it's been almost going to be hitting nine years soon. And um, me and my brother-in-law started it. So we really, you know, from inception, this was a family owned business. Um, and it was a really a blessing in disguise how this happened because when I finished my master's degree, I, um, was unemployed for about seven months and I didn't know what to do. I wasn't getting good job offers and, you know, I had all these student loans and all this craziness going on. As you know, having a master's are pretty expensive, especially I did mine in Australia. So, you know, I came back here and and I couldn't find a job and, uh, my, my, soon to be brother-in-law at that time, he worked, he was actually, um, been in tech for over 15 years. And, uh, he was working another job at a large company called SAS. And then he wanted to, uh, start a side hustle. So he thought of me as, um, being onboarded as a, uh, you know, head of marketing and sales guy. 
So we decided to be 50-50 partners. And then we just went out. We went, we went at it, man. We came up with the, the name and the logo Imagine Ovation, which is Imagination Turns to Innovation. Um, and that really presented a good sto- brand story because um, Imagine Ovation, as you know, it's Imagination Turns to Innovation. So the imagination side of it was more me. And the innovation was Pete because he was technical. So it was really uh, more of the, the somewhat the creative me. And then Pete was more of the executioner. So it was, such, it was a very good fine balance. Um, it really started the story of our company. Um, and uh, we just grew organically over time. Um, the company was able to make millions of dollars. Uh, we're, we are a seven-figure business. Um, you know, we've been, we've employed uh, up towards, I think the most people we've ever had was uh, 55 full-time people uh, around there, give or take. Um and we just, from the start, we were posting all over Craigslist. Seriously, that was our first form of advertising was Craigslist. You know, we had no money. I started in my, you know, upstairs in my parents' house. Um, and we just worked hard, man. We're, we we worked until, you know, the wee hours of the of the morning and the night. And, um, you know, we we were just working very, very hard. And we just persevered and went through a lot of ups and downs. Um, and that really helped us to, to develop a, a strong inspirational story. Uh, and it, it allowed us to, to really have thick skin as an entrepreneur because you need thick skin. You need to be able to go some, through some very, very tough times in order to, um, in order to survive. It really is the fact, you, you know, going through struggles in a business is going to happen by default. That's what I always tell people. It's never easy. Um, it should be fun and you should be passionate, uh, of course, and enjoy what you're doing. But it's you're gonna have a lot of mountains that you're gonna need to climb and overcome. So, uh, but yeah, we've uh, you know we we've we've done well and um, been able to uh, hire a lot of full time people, grow the team, and we've scaled up and down like any business, right? Uh, but essentially, we've been able to be at the point of offering a a, a large array of services. Um, you know, web design, web development, mobile app development. We've done some. You know, we're getting into VR, AR stuff. We've done some AI. Um, we've done IOT. So we're a, a turnkey technology shop. Um, and w- we work with startups to even enterprise level companies like Nestle. Um, so that, that's really, uh, in the grand scheme of things on a, on a, you know, a very high level that that's, that tells you a little bit about, about us and, and our background, but. So any, any business similar to yours or ours, and, you know, in the, in the, in the case of full, uh, full scale, we like to say our company was built by founders for founders. And my business partner and I, we've both been successful entrepreneurs by most people's measure. And, you know, and we began to realize that there was a problem that, and it had to do with access to technical resources and stuff like that. I'm sure you guys have run into it because you mentioned employing so many people, but there's a big shortage of, of, of tech help. Now that said, look, that's not the most interesting story. Like, okay, there's a shortage of programmers, blah, 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 blah. It's not sexy. It's not exciting, but what can be are is the way you tell the story about how your business is built, how it grow, how it grew, the problem that you solved. And there's a few things that go along with that. Now, when you, when you talk about telling the story at Imagine Innovation and, and all of that, like, where do you begin? We really begin. I always tell people this, the, the best way to start is really from the beginning. 
Um, and then because that gives you a timeline, it gives you a history to tell your story. Um, now, some people may disagree with that. Maybe there are certain points or pinnacles in their career where they did start. But that was, at least for me, in my experience, I try to be as real and honest and authentic as possible. And that's a big part of storytelling, man. It really is. Uh, people can tell if you're being honest. They really can. Most people can. Um, so when you are selling and you are marketing, especially, I'll tell you this, I know storytelling is huge in marketing. It's been, it's a, it's a big buzzword. It's been going on. It's out there on social media for years. Um, but it's not talked about a lot in sales. And I've actually been able to use our story to close more deals. I mean, literally that black and white, and that's helped us to close big contracts and it's, uh, it's helped us to maintain um, and sustain long-term relationships with customers. At the end of the day, this is what I say to people. It doesn't matter what product you sell, what service you sell. There's always going to be competition. Always. In fact, competition is good because it shows that there's a demand in the product and the service. So don't be threatened by the competition. What you should be threatened on is if you are not authentic and you're not real and you're not honest when you're talking to people. People at the end of the day, they're going to invest in people. We've been able to close contracts that I never dreamed we would close, um, you know, million dollar contracts, over a million, um, you know, and, and in essence, um, that comes with relationship building. When you're building a relationship with someone, it's not just about, oh, you know, going through the whole sales process to follow up. Oh, hey, touching base. How you doing? How you doing? That's great. But that's very old school. You need to you need to add the human element to what you're selling. Connect your product or service with your struggles, some things that you've been through, and let it resonate with others. That's very, so very what, important. Yeah, and I and I agree with you. I think well, first off, the authenticity thing. Um, you know, the, you can smell it a mile away if people are are phony. And, you know, when it comes to being authentic, now here's the always the real the question is how, you know, well, be yourself is a good place to start when it yeah. comes to business storytelling. You know, it's like, who is telling the story? Like, and, and it's okay for you to tell the story of your business, but I also think it's important to not make yourself the hero of your own story. Like, it's one thing, you know, because here's the thing. It's like, it, you look at the Startup Hustle podcast, probably the most frequent feedback that we've received about this show is, oh, well, it feels authentic. And it's our new director of partnerships actually said to me, she goes, I love your episodes because I could tell you don't give a shit. I'm like, oh, I'm going to need you to expand on that a little bit. Yeah, and she yeah. was really meaning it wasn't that I didn't care. It was that I didn't, I, it didn't bother me to just lay it out there. So, right. you know, with, with that, and I say, don't be the hero. You can be a character in your own story. That's fine. But if you're the hero, it's like, so with Startup Hustle, we wanted to tell the real story, a realistic point of view mm -hmm. of entrepreneurship, which didn't involve just a couple guys that did well, uh, made some money and then moved to the suburbs and drove nice cars. Like right. no one cares about that story. That story sucks. Yeah. So if you want to be authentic and, and inspirational, it starts with being open and transparent about real, quite honestly, about the things you aren't good at. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things that, that so many listeners have given feedback. They're like, I can tell you guys aren't, I love that you're not afraid to talk about failure. And so I wasn't sure as to why before. And I think it's important to share. So yeah. um, it's because it, 
people found that inspiring because they said, well, if someone that I believe to be successful has failed as much as you guys did on the way to being successful, then I don't feel like a failure. So, you know, you talk about closing deals and telling stories and marketing and sales. Well, people like to buy things from people that they feel are like them or that they relate to. So, yeah. So with business storytelling, it's okay. Like tell the story. Like I, I tell people. Uh, when they, well, potential clients at full scale, like a, a tech founder, I say, look, I've, I've been in your shoes. I know what it's like to wake up at two in the morning and wonder if I'm going crazy, if I'm going broke or every decision I made was wrong. Maybe all three. Like I've been there. I've done that. And so I, the, what we've built is meant to help ease that pain, to create some peace of mind. And now you're, now you're, now you have a foundation for, you know, they say that uh, uh, talent ain't selling. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's it, it, that relatability. But I think it, it begins by taking your guard down a little bit. Do you take that same approach? Like, you know, like, hey, there's there's some things we weren't very good at right away or or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, the, the way have I made my mistakes? Of course I have. I'm human. You know, there, there's there are times when I was selling and marketing and um, I felt I was not being myself and I regretted it. Uh, there were times where I did go into a pitch or into a meeting and th- there was just a lot of, uh, clutter in my head. My, I didn't have clarity on what I wanted to do, what I wanted to say, what I wanted to do. Uh, and that comes with preparation. So make sure that you're prepping You're in everything that you do, try to have as much preparation as possible and, and even prep your story, write it down, put it on your website, digitize it. Um, write about, uh, try to talk about your struggles and how you overcame them and send those publications, those, those articles to third party publications. Uh, for example, okay. So I've, uh, been able to, I was interviewed on founder magazine, uh, and she interviewed me about my story and the struggles that we went through as a business, how we almost failed multiple times. And it was just, the article got a lot of good feedback. Um, and she said to me, it's just, yeah, it was, it, it was very, very positive and very real. Um, and I think that's what people are looking for right now is they're looking to build trust with others, especially what's going on right now in the world. There's a lot of, um, it just, you know, with the, the virus and the uncertainty, how it's, everything's becoming very volatile. There's just a lot happening even socially. Um, so we got to bring the human, the human element and the trust back into business. And I think storytelling is a big part of that. Cause I'll tell you, Matt, I know a lot of successful and I've met a lot of successful founders and CEOs of companies from startups to even larger companies that we've worked for. And even just ones that I, I just know I've connected with and they're there. They do have this front. They have this guard. It's almost like they have a PR team in front of them. There's, there's to get, it's just very, very, um, it's just very filtered, you know, it's just, it's like using a filter on Instagram. It's not real. Um, and even some people that I've met at events and all that, there's always this front and people can tell, and that can really hurt you. In my opinion, that can hurt you. And I've even had friends that start to have started to, um, you know, they built businesses or they try to build a business and it was just very hard for them to sell to investors, right? That's a good example. Even selling your product to investors, the investors are not only going to look at your the success of your product, 
they're not only going to look at the return that you've had that you've made or the profit or the top line or the bottom line they're also going to look at you if you watch shark tank a lot of them it's not just always investing on the uniqueness of the product or how much money it, they made they believe in the people so they tell a good story on that show they talk about what they've been through and they're like you know what i like you and you have a good product you have a lot of potential i'll give you $100,000 for 25% so that it's going to open up a lot of doors if you're able to show and embrace your vulnerability a little bit and i think that for me that's gone a long way and i'm still i'm still learning i mean the, you know storytelling and uh trying to promote that it, it's it's sometimes very hard because you have to say things that you don't want to say uh <laughs> I, I think i think a key thing is to just start with keeping it simple you know mm -hmm. and and, you know, if you're, t if you're into business storytelling and you're trying to, and I, I have a fair amount of discussions with people about messaging mm -hmm. and you, you just like get it down to like a couple sentences, like, you know, mention like full scale at full scale, we help you build a team of software developers quickly and affordably. Mm -hmm. Boom. That's it. That's simple. Okay. So now where does the story go from that? And, and, you know, there's your own brand messaging, there's the story messaging. And, you know, when it comes to keeping things simple, it, if you can't keep it simple, you're not going to be able to keep up with it. Uh, there's no way the listener is going to keep up with it. They just get, there's so many different ways certain things can go. Now, when uh, there's a couple yeah. basics, when it comes to general business storytelling, I mean, obviously we mentioned who's telling the story. Why are you telling the story? When is the story taking place? Uh, who's in it? What are they trying to do? And as we mentioned, what are some of those challenges? And even now, where, and even where is important as well. Right, where, sure, yeah. sure. And you know, and now there's a couple simple things here. Like we mentioned simplicity, who, what, where, when, why. <laughs> yeah. Those are the basic things that we learn in like third grade that have so much to do with it. Now, you know, one thing that I think is important when it comes to the to telling a brand message is like, what's the outcome that you're trying to reach with and for either who, whoever's in the story or who you're telling the story to? Like in an imagination, you want to take someone's vision, their dreams or whatever, and make it a tangible reality. And that is a very difficult path because so many people have things in their head and, and that path between the head and the hand are is treacherous. It's also magical because once you get it out, now it becomes a real thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, like, like you said, like with your business, you're trying to do certain things, the same thing with us and, and at full scale in many ways is like, what's the out, what's the desired outcome and does our story play into what you want to do now? You talked about the complexity and different layers of stuff in between things. I think the worst thing you can do is try to like your story's your story, people. Yeah. Like, yeah. and you know, I wrote, I wrote my book Million Dollar Bedroom in ninety days, like from big first oh, word to publishing. But well, to, because there's a the thing, dude. It was my story. Yeah. It was very yeah. easy to let. Like, I didn't have. I mean, I didn't have to think about it. It was my freaking story. So it, it it is what it is, and it poured right out of me. Now. That's the way business storytelling should be for you. So if you're clouding it with all different kinds of stuff or making it more complex than it needs to be, you're probably not going to end up where you want to be. Okay. So 
another thing I want to talk about for a second is, is the consistency of the brand and what you're doing in and around the story that you're trying to tell. How do you keep your brand consistent and that message consistent within your marketing approach? It, I think it comes down to the simplicity factor that you talked about. Uh, you have to have a story that you've written down uh, in regards to, so you'll see with a lot of the big brands, they'll have a consistent story. They'll talk about something. It, it could be even with a few sentences. A sentence is it's difficult to tell a story in a sentence. You can have a mission statement in a sentence and, you know, and, and what you do, but to tell your story, it's a lot, there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, so even a few paragraphs, right. But, or even just a, a page, but you'll, you'll see different brand stories and what the founders went through and, and how the team, you know, um, you know, even, uh, letting, you know, they'll be able to promote the story in a way that connects to their audience and also connects to their brand and what they do. So there's just different ways of doing it, but keeping it simple, write it down, digitize it. What I mean is put it on your site. Uh, or on your own landing page, or, or you know, usually it's gonna on your website. It's gonna it's gonna have our story. That's a good starting point. It really is because a lot of people don't do it. They just put about us. Little different. Put our story on there and um, let it resonate with others. And that's a good starting point. And then when you start to build up your authority and your credibility, and you start to get interviews, and it's the same thing to happen to me, man. Like. You know, I, I had people reach out to me, hey, I would like to interview you. Or I would like for you to speak. And you start to talk about your story and what you went through, but you have to prepare. You know, and a part of my story is I was bullied. I was bullied for over 15 years up until even college, you know, and that allowed me to, to, to really accept and know that, you know, I overcame that. I'm going to be someone big in this life. I am because if someone can, if people can treat me that way, they were threatened. They knew they knew I was going to be someone. They knew I, I didn't meet the status quo. So, you know what I mean? There, there's a there's a lot of ways to keep it simple, but prepare it and digitize it and try to put it on all different platforms. Uh, your LinkedIn, your your website, um, your social media videos are very powerful. Obviously, you've heard video storytelling that's big, right? But um, you know, so so try to keep the story consistent as possible. I'll tell you for Imagine Ovation. Um, what we always talk about is that we started from a Craigslist ad that always, it, it resonates with a lot of people for some reason. I don't know why, but I guess because Craigslist is also a big name and they're like, wow, you started your business from Craigslist. It's like, yeah, we really did. We closed the $10,000 deal. The third week we started as a, as a company from Craigslist, you know, we were doing free advertising. Um, I got banned on Craigslist like 10 times <laughs> because we were promoting so much and they didn't like it. And I, and I found other ways to go around it and to overcome those barriers and those walls. And we just kept promoting and we built the business naturally and um, we bootstrapped it 100% organically. So that, that's, that's always the starting point for us. So there's a there's a couple fundamental pieces for brand consistency that can help too for those listening, and that's just adopting some basic brand standards. Um, from an appearance standpoint, brand standards are are basic. They're like using the same color of green on one page to the next. Right. Uh, it could Your it could be. It could, it could be, all right. So for example, like, are we full scale or are we full scale.io? And like, just 
keeping things like, are you Mike? Or are you Michael? Am I Matt or am I Matthew? Because while that might not seem like a big deal, it can get very confusing to those that are listening. Now, also with, uh, you know, one of the things that I think is really important is, is you know, you mentioned earlier practice. Um, you got, you know, you shouldn't be telling the story for the first time when it's actually time to tell it, you have to have some understanding of it. I think it, you know, and I mentioned earlier the story brand and I can whiz right through this. So this is just a simple format that occurs for Hollywood. So you have a character who has a backstory. He's got, he or she has something that they're trying to overcome. They usually fail at it. Someone comes and guides their way. They learn they usually fail again. They go back and really power up and usually have a big win, which is followed by some kind of celebration or ritual or something. Now, in some cases, when you have trilogies and stuff like that, maybe they fail and then they come back and win again later. But overwhelmingly, that is the plot line of Hollywood. Now, one thing that's important and you talk about consistency is like, why fight that? So that's the story that people are used to hearing. So mm-hmm. if you can follow that same kind of story, like for example, here's Michael. Okay. Michael's backstory was he was bullied and that, and that powered him in a way that he wanted to do something like, you know what, you are not going to keep me down. So along the way you had a guide, maybe it was, maybe it was your brother-in-law. I don't know the whole story, but you guys went and you learned some things, wins, losses, you know, eventually we come out on top and that's the whole thing. Now in a business storytelling, it's, I think it's a good idea to, if, and when you can get any of your customers involved. Now you mentioned mm-hmm. at the yep. top of the episode, working with brands as, as recognizable as Nestle that can and could and should be part of your business storytelling. Now, in our case, my and he's not with us today on, on this episode, but my business partner, Matt Watson, he sold his first company for $150 million when he was 29. Wow. That's relevant. That's oh, relevant. So like if we're talking to, to founders and, and software people, if you're not willing to listen to that part of his story, then you're probably not that serious about listening or being a founder. Mm -hmm. So now that said, we don't have to say a whole lot more to establish a baseline or a backstory for for Matt Watson than than mentioning that. Now, maybe in expanded versions or whatever, but I I compare this part of messaging to like a deck of cards. And I, I personally suggest that you have a small, medium, and large version of everything you do, including a small, medium, and large version of how you want other people to introduce or or uh, or describe you, because the way you say it and the way someone okay, so if you were introducing me, I, I okay, I'm the CEO of an international tech services company with a couple hundred employees uh, and the host of the Startup Hustle podcast, and I've written three books that have been number one on Amazon. That's it. That's all you need. That's it. That's 15 seconds or 20 or whatever. And at that, you're just trying to establish some baseline credibility as the story continues is when you want to let the other details out. Don't numb people with your five minute dissertation on you. Like, remember, you can't be the story, the hero of the story. You can be a character. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta let it resonate with your audience 
Um, sorry for all the the sun's really like hitting the room hard. So I feel, I feel like I'm yellow right now. That's <laughs> kind of funny. Well, uh, the good the good news is no one can see you. They can only hear you. But I will confirm you do look a little yellow in my <laughs> view. But that's okay. No no judgment. All right. I look like a, a little orange oompa loompa. It's okay. Um, there's, there's, there's nothing worse than being blinded during an audio show though. So yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, man. Crazy. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it's, there's just so many, Matt, there's so many ways. There's a lot of different things incorporated in, in uh, business storytelling, brand storytelling. And, and the, the, a big takeaway for the audience is for them to prepare their own personal story. And it doesn't mean you don't have to go so in deep where it's very personal, if you know what I mean, like very, very personal where, yes, I do believe embrace your vulnerability, but sometimes some people want to keep things private as well. And I respect that. Um, but I, I think that just for, for you to talk about, oh, you were fired from your last job. You were treated like crap. No one treated you with respect. You were abused in the workplace. You quit or you were fired, like I said. You started this business, you struggled for three years, you, pe- you paid yourself $1,000 a month. Um, that's pretty much what we did. We paid ourselves, yeah, about $1,000 for the first three, three and a half years. We weren't even making min- minimum wage. Uh, so, you know, that's a part of, of my story and, and how we promote ourselves uh, on, on the net. And uh, we even talk about that to our audience and our customers um, and uh, it does come down to timing. You're not always going to, you know, when you meet with someone for the first time, you're not going to say, oh, hey, let me tell you about my story. It's, it, you have to make it natural, build a relationship with them because they are always going to ask you, tell me about yourselves. Tell me about your business. Then you know what to say. You have your own personal story, how it connects to your business, and then you have your business story. So you're kind of telling both. Um, and then you hear about them. And it's good to always listen and learn and let them be the hero. And then you're going to find that connection. You're going to connect because they're going to see this guy, believe it or not, he's human. The guy is, you know, these, these guys have, um, you know, I've met them for the first time. I like them. I like that they're family business. I like it that they went through these. These guys understand life. And you're going to have people invest in you, work with you, be partners with you. And the list goes on. So, yeah, and so and so much of that, you know, you mentioned, and and the and that's why I think that it's important to understand that you want to have a clear outcome and what you're trying to accomplish because your personal story and your business story, well, they can be quite different. And you know, we mentioned like bullying, but bullying doesn't have a whole lot to do with how you're going to help. Nestle build an app, you know, so, but, but, you know, and and different stuff. So, you know, sometimes you have to draw the line on certain things. And it's like I said, by establishing a clear outcome and, you know, so when we tell our own brand story, it's like, Hey, look, we built this business, uh, serving the needs of our own startups. And we realized along the way that we could help others, through the experience, the the wins, the losses, and whatever. Now, one of the things when it comes to sales, and and for frequent listeners, you hear me say this a lot, is okay. You gotta you have to adequately define and describe and tell the story of what the what what's the benefit of someone wanting to do business with you. Now, so many times when people are and, and telling ain't and telling ain't selling. So, but so many times people 
want to talk about the features of something. And that's a boring part of the story. Really, in the end, whoever's listening, they're tuned into one frequency, and that's WIIFM. It's the world's most popular radio station. Call signals stand for what's in it for me. And that's really what people want to know. And yeah. WIIFM is really what everyone's tuned into. So as I mentioned in a, in a prior, in a, in, a, in a brand consistent story that's authentic and transparent, that has a clear outcome to it, right. your story needs to be wrapped around that. How is what your business, what are you going to do that is going to benefit the listener, the person that's hearing the story and, and, you know, like, Hey, been there, done that. I understand the ups and downs of it. I can help you save some agony. And I, I think one of the things that is grossly undervalued about any sales presentation is th the whole peace of mind thing. Um, you know, anytime you look at a story, there's some kind of anxiety. There's something that the characters, that the storyline, the plot is trying to overcome. And it usually has to do with finding some kind of peace of mind. So if, if, you're, if your business storytelling can wrap itself around how you're going to help someone have a, a better existence. So don't undervalue that. It's one thing to be like, yeah, we write code and make software. It's another thing to say, like, we do it in a way that makes your life easier. Because that is a completely different value proposition. At your business, how do you guys, how, how do you present that or what's your approach? So the way we say it is um, we turn your ideas into a digital reality. Uh, and that goes back to we we connect that back to our brand personality, which is, as I mentioned before, imagination and innovation. And that's how we came up with the logo and we combined it. So the pers our brand personality connects to our story because um, you're talking about turning ideas. So really, we you know, my company considers me the, the, you know, um, I mean, not going to say the only creative one, my business partner, Pete's very creative. So I don't want to say I'm the only one, but, uh, it's connected to the creative side of the business with the innovative side of the business. So, and, and that defines the relationship between me and my partner. And that's how we started the company. You see what I'm saying? So we connect the brand personality to the brand story. So it really, it makes it so easy for us to sell um, and really allow us to connect with others because of that. Um, and, you know, a good example, I'll tell you a, a case study here, okay? So Nestle. When we used to work with Nestle, we were talking to their, the, their head of, um, uh, you know, their head of beverage division, you know, some of their VPs and directors. And they're asking us a lot of questions, but before they got into the technical stuff, they asked us about us. They're like, I want to know about you guys. I want to learn more about you. Michael, can you talk, tell me about yourself? What are your values? All of that. It's, that's interesting. You know, they, they want to make sure that they're working with people that they can trust, people that understand life, people that have been through hell and back, people that are not, they're not relying on instant gratification. They don't have the values that, that they don't agree with. Um, you know, so your values have to be, uh, they have to they have to be a part of your story. Your story has to define your values. You know, when I talk about my story, people say, Mike, you know what? You seem like you have a lot of integrity. You have a lot of perseverance and you're very patient because we I remember I told you before that we were 
um, you know, getting paid, are paying ourselves very, very little money for the first three or four years of the company. Most people would have quit easily. You know, uh, startups don't usually last. I think there's like a 90% failure, failure rate of a startup after about uh, within the first two years, some, something like that. So I try to incorporate my values when I'm talking about my story that's integrated with the, you know, with what we do as a company, who we are as a company. That's very important. So uh, your company's been, you guys have, when were you first founded? Uh, October, 2011. How is your, how is your business story and your brand message changed over that nine year period? It's a good question. Uh, it hasn't changed much, Matt, to be honest with you. It hasn't changed much. The only thing that's really changed, uh, is, is the depth of our story, the initial, you know, the start of it and all of that at, that's been the same. We still use that to sell and market ourselves, uh, and even to <clears throat> just just use inspirational pieces on on you know different social platforms and all of that. But uh, essentially, the only thing that's changed is the depth of it. Obviously, if you're in business longer, your story, your journey is going to continue to add. You're going to add new elements to it, new struggles, new successes. Right? You're building a, a you're extending the timeline. So. As you continue to move forward in your business, your your story is going to continue to evolve and expand. Um, but the basis of it shouldn't really change. Your your values are who you are and what you believe in. Um, so that's a big piece of it. But that's a good question. It hasn't changed too much, other than some depth um, and I guess uh, some changes in terms of what we offer as a company. You know, like before, right now we. We can can do artificial intelligence. Eight years ago, we couldn't. So, yeah, and I think that I think the depth is a good term for that. You know, uh, I mentioned your story is your story. Wherever you, whatever brought you up to wherever you're at right now, is what it is, and it shouldn't. Uh, you know, I I'm not a big fan of tinkering with that because then that's not a true story. Um, you know, as far as the depth goes, and one of the things that at your business that can that can continue to evolve when it comes to business storytelling is, you know, the, well, if this is kind of a boring term for it, but it's the case study. It's like, how did we help X business get to Y results? And mm -hmm. what were some of the challenges that, that we overcame? Now, I've been using full scale as an example. So one of the things that people aren't that great at because they don't do it a whole lot in most cases is hiring developers. Well, we've hired a couple hundred of them. And guess what? We've gone through some ups and downs with that, but we have become very exact in our approach. Now, the benefit of that and why that's important is because for an early stage business, a wrong hiring decision can be cataclysmic. I mean, it can topple you. It, it will crush your dreams. And It'll ruin your timeframes. It's very debilitating. It is. It kills the morale, and it's just overall, it's expensive. So, you know, in in some cases like that, and that now here's the thing. That's a peace of mind. That's a peace of mind issue again. Mm -hmm. You're trying to avoid being in a spot where your life sucks, which is the, pretty much the definition of peace of mind. Now, one thing that I think is great 
is it, when you talk about creating value around stuff. Well, you can't put a, that you can't put a price on peace of mind. You can put a price on an hour of service. You can put a price on a product, but peace of mind is difficult to put a price on. Yeah. Is there something that is there something in your story or at your business that that feels priceless? Oh, I can name many things. Yeah, I, I mean the the biggest thing that comes to mind is just the overall experience, man. You know, uh, th- when you go through a lot and. Our company, I'm I'm not trying to be biased. I'm being honest. Uh, we've been through a lot. Uh, there were so many times where uh, me and my partner wanted to quit. We couldn't do it anymore. It got that hard. Uh, it was just the Mount Everest of issues and problems. Um, there are times where you're going to get fired, sometimes a few times in a day, um, and where you lose a, a lot of your revenue and it's very scary to pay the next to make the next payroll. You don't know what to do. You have to invest some of your own money. Then you become in debt. It's crazy. And there's so many times that you know that there are quite a few times that has happened. And I just like to be real. I mean, we're you know, um, but we've grown from it. We've learned from it. And um, you know, it's made us very tough. It's just made us better business leaders. I mean, I'm still I'm still learning how to be a better leader. Um, I'm not where I want to be right now in my career. I have a long way to go. I'm 33 years old. You know, I, uh, there are a lot of things I want to accomplish. And this is a, a, this has been a very important stepping stone in my career. Imagine Ovation has really been like my baby. And, um, you know, we've, we've grown it from nothing and we've had its ups and downs and that's really allowed me to have thick skin. So the, the, some of the big things that bother other people, other businesses, uh, at least from people that I've spoken with, I'm just like, man, you're you're gonna get through that. You know, I went through that. Well, I went through that last week. You know, I'm I'm fine. To, I'm fine today. So you know, you really have thick skin, and you just start to get, build a stronger mind. You have a lot more wisdom and knowledge. You're able to make better decisions. You're able to hire better. Uh, you're able to fire better. You know, and and. Uh, fire quicker. Uh, my saying is uh, hire slowly, but fire quickly. So take your time in hiring. I know we're all, we all want to hire, 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 especially when you, we're, we're generating a lot of sales. The top line is increasing and you need resources. I get it. But I can tell you this from experience, you need to make sure you, your interview, interview process is very, very thorough and listen to what your interviewee is saying, make sure you listen and you ask them about their values, ask them about your story. That's very important. Not, not saying get personal, no, but make sure that you talk about their career story um, and, and be willing to listen to them. Don't always talk. Uh, us as employers, we like to always talk and show authority, listen to them and what they have to say. Let them show their personality. Personality is a big part of it. You know, like I said, you're going to end up investing in people. It's not always in product and service. Product and service are going to go, you know, they're evolving. They're, they, they go away, they come, they go away, but people, we're always going to be here. So make sure that you display your personality um, as part of your story as well. So, you know, to answer your question, Matt, I would say my experiences, uh, the memories I've gained, everything that I've been able to uh, 
to learn. I feel like I've had school for nine years, really. It's been educational for me. Um, and you just have to learn to not be impulsive with your decisions. Don't ha- you don't have to make a decision today. Don't take, you know, a year to make a decision. <laughs> you know, don't, don't sit there and just wait, 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 actually execute, but be strategic with your execution. Think about it, you know, put thought into it, plan it, come up with a business plan, marketing plan, a sales plan. All these things are going to help you. Uh, a pitch for your story, how you're going to brand yourself, how are you going to message to your audience? How is your, how is your audience going to connect with you? You know, those are just a few things. Once again with us today is Michael Giorgio, the co-founder of Imaginovation. Scroll down to the show notes and click the link and you will find out more about him. Now, I, you know, I used to live in North Carolina. I see that you're in Raleigh, by the way. I spent yeah. many years on the beach in Wilmington, which right. is part of my story along the way. Now, we end episodes of Start a Hustle with what we call the Founders Freestyle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little pivot on that because any good startup likes a good pivot at, at times. And we will have the Founders uh, Free Story. Uh, but I want this to be a forward, a forward-telling episode. Uh, uh, episode, as we'll say. Um, What do you see for your business story going forward down the next, I don't know, whatever timeline you choose, sir? Uh, I would, what I would like, where I would like for us to be um, is to be able to create our own products as well. So right now we're a service-based company. So we want to be able to create products that can solve a lot of problems um, a, for example, productivity, there's a lot of issues now with efficiency and productivity and staying focused, staying disciplined to what you want to achieve. So I would, we would love to, uh, to uh, create our own products that we can sell as well uh, as our services. Um, and also, uh, you know, I, I would like to take the podcast, our, our, t- our podcast called Tales from the Pros. That's going to be a big, a uh, big piece of our company moving forward, actually, that, excuse me, I think that makes us very different. We're interviewing other founders that have inspiring stories to tell. Um, It is a business storytelling podcast. So we want to be able to connect with some of these founders um, and and see how we can best help them. But you know what? It's not even about us getting a return on it. It's about inspiring. So I want us at the end of the day to add more of an inspirational element in our story and not just about product or service. I want to be able to inspire and encourage people to, to, um, to, to reach their goals and, and do what they do what they dream of. So now while I, while I normally take my turn at a freestyle and, and wrap up an episode, I'm going to just say, if you want to hear the story that continues to evolve with full scale startup hustle and many other people, you just need to keep on listening. So with, with all of that, I'm going to get back to work making my story a reality. I'll see you next time. Thanks, Matt. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.